0: You have officially been cleared for communication with the
1: Is It Safe Podcast. Your contacts code names are Blue. I honestly don't even think that Gorsese reaches that level anymore. Not not that it's a level of quality. It's like but he comes out with stuff like Hugo, which I skipped that. Then he's coming out with this Killers of the Flower Moon. I, I'm not sure how interested I, I am in that.
0: Mike! You know, the thing about my stepfather was he was a cold man. Not really the hug type or like, I don't know, not even like the empathetic type at all. It wouldn't, I can never remember a time where he was like, I'm there for you. That never fucking happened. And I spent all my formative years from like 10 years old to through high school with this fucking guy. So that was unfortunate. And Scott.
2: it's great and it's also really disconcerting that like nothing has changed about these fucking roller coasters Mm. also what's a little unnerving is how these fucking things just go down all the time it's just like oh Oh, it's not it's not running now something's wrong with the millennium force like it's not fucking running and you're like what
0: It's Death O'Clock on the Is It Safe podcast. That's right. The Is It Safe talk show is it safe pod at gmail.com. Hook up with us. Connect with us. Come be our friends. Actually, speaking of death clocks, atomic clocks have found out that Earth okay. is rotating just a little bit faster, which is fascinating to me. I'm Like, oh, wow. We're, we've done our quickest rotation on record just last month. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but I do know it. Hmm. You know, it's like a millisecond. But <laughs> I don't know. The poles are getting weird. They're expanding. They're tightening. I don't know. But uh, we're moving just a tad quicker. I wonder what would happen if Earth rotated. Uh, I don't know, like ten hours faster. Would we feel that? Would we be like, oh, fucked
3: up? yeah"?
2: <gasps> oh, definitely. We'd be totally fucked up. I feel like if the Earth <laughs> rotates five seconds quicker, we're gonna. All experience vertigo and fucking die. That's oh. all it takes. We're tender little beings, and any little change in our environment, I think, would fuck us.
0: We do need a perfect, almost ideal environment to survive. That is true. So, I'll give and, you credit on that.
1: Yeah, and and we need to be uh slowly cooked like lobsters and fucking boiling water. To you're living in the past, that we're about man. To die. <laughs> we're, all, we're all about to die. Hey, 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 Actually, hey! What is
2: going on here?
1: As this uh, crisis keeps going further, I mean, you'll be able to pull fully cooked lobsters right out of the water. So I think mm. yeah, there's an upside. There's an upside to this whole thing. <laughs>
0: sure. Like Kramer when he takes the lobsters illegally from the traps in the Hamptons. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: but so they'd, be, they'd be ready to go, you know, in the future. We'll there's... just be able to pull lobster <laughs> rolls ready to go like bread and all right out of the water. Perfectly. perfectly.
4: I don't know who Bozo is.
1: What is he a clown? You know we need (laughs) just a lobster like hanging out in a
0: lobster roll. (laughs) Yeah, we don't. I can't believe we don't have a. I don't have any Kramer drops.
1: Kramer's got a lot of great lines that should be a part of the show, doesn't he? So many, so many. Well, we're the right generation where we actually uh, appreciate the Kramer drops, but yeah, there's tons.
2: And we're also well, the I, right generation, maybe, where we haven't canceled Kramer, right? Have, have any of us canceled? Yeah, no. Oh. Well,
1: he was canceled and uncanceled, because
2: I don't give yeah. a fuck. I mean, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the first to be canceled, actually. In the, he really was. Two thousand nine.
0: Yeah, it was early. Is. It was <laughs> like MySpace canceling. So.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, he he probably is the he is the he's the first big name. He really is. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fair to say he's definitely in the running without a doubt. Dude, the way uh, they handled that in Curb Your Enthusiasm was absolutely oh, so good. Amazing. Holy shit. That's, so oh,
2: that's 2006.
1: When Leon? 6? Oh, so
2: show-
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, six. It was such a long time ago. Holy cow. Oh, right. well,
0: so they did the Seinfeld show of the Curb in 09, I believe. Yeah, that's maybe that's what I was thinking. So. And
1: when Leon wow. shows up and he was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And Leon is He's like, I, I don't know what you're talking
0: about. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That was so fucking wow, good.
3: Wow, dude.
0: Well, look, I was on the subreddit, the Seinfeld subreddit, the other day, and they were saying who is the best main character of the four to this day. And people, it looks like their tastes changed based on rewatch, which Seinfeld is rewatched a lot, by, especially by people who enjoy the show. Oh my it's one of the God. most rewatchable shows you can ever watch. Uh, but overwhelmingly, just for the record, in this subreddit, and these people are diehards, George was by far their favorite character. This one came up again and again and again. Like thousands of comments. George,
2: George, George. In the end, it's George. No. Uh, my surprising. favorite my sense. favorite Steinfeld character by far is George.
0: Oh, okay.
2: See, Wow. And then Jerry. And then Elaine and Kramer. I don't know. I don't find Kramer. I don't find his, uh, you know, three stooges bullshit that funny and rewatchable.
1: His antics. Yeah. You're not down with his antics.
2: Not so much. Huh. I
1: love his antics. I used to, I mean, I, he's still did funny you, at times. Did yeah. you, are, you, are you kidding? Like most of the laughs, most of the laughs in any Seinfeld episode are going to be from most of the big laughs. Maybe they're not like the most consistent uh, laughs, but George, George makes sense because that's Larry David. So it's like, there's that, automatic connection between the writing and the, uh, and the performance. So I get that. I understand. I think Elaine's my favorite.
0: She's hilarious. She's very funny. I really do not to be contrarian. I just, I've become more accustomed to laughing. Oh, here we go. What does that mean? What does that mean? I'm just telling you the truth here. I'm right now. I'm on a lane kick. And I think Elaine's my favorite right now. That's the bottom line. You should
1: start a, you should start a morning show then. And just talk about how women are funny. (laughs)
0: Well Elaine is funny. She's hilarious on the show, though.
2: So. Nah.
0: She is. She's funny. No, she's she's hysterical. And she grabs to the, George's to tube. The last three. I don't episodes. like this. This
1: is what I'm doing, <laughs> with, it. What I'm doing
0: with it. <laughs> this is what I'm doing with it. So funny. The, by the way, she's sly commentary is hilarious, especially when she's I mentioned the bisque. That's funny. You she's know, funny. she's
1: she's fucking hilarious. Uh it's just like the the writing of that show, the last uh three years of that which makes perfect sense that's when larry david left that was oh. when elaine became more like i don't know uh cruel and she didn't need to be but she was oh yeah she did yeah she she is like one of the funniest she's one of the funniest characters ever written and and yes. she like julia Lewis Dreyfus is i mean she's amazing she was in like she was in SNL like so briefly. Uh, I don't even remember anything she was in.
4: Then she was. She was in like Woody Allen movies. She was in deconstructing smug. Harry. Oh, I hate smugness. Don't you hate smugness? Smugness is smugness not is a not. good quality.
1: <laughs> smugness is not a good quality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that drop into right. our lives.
0: No more Steinfeld. That's it. Although, let's crank this out on the outro here. Here we go. Last. uh Thirteen. Twelve seconds. Ten. Nine. Take it out strong. Take us home, Jonathan Wolf on the Seinfeld team. <laughs> so Jesus. fucking
2: stupid. So
3: stupid.
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, we go. Uh, hey. So uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> I Welcome was in. Uh, hey. Talk show. I was in.
0: Uh, I was in Georgia. I went down to Georgia last weekend. Hell on earth. Driving 14 hours down there on Friday. Staying there. Get get there late Friday night. Stay there on Saturday. Stay there on Sunday. Get up at 7 a.m. Drive 15 hours again back on Monday. I mean, you don't do long-haul trips like that to stay that short amount of time. It's never happening again. I will never, ever let it happen again in my lifetime. It was awful.
2: No, never do it. The vacation, the vacation should be at a minimum three times longer than the time you're spending in the car. That yes, should, that, that should be what. If you're spending two fucking days driving, it should be a six day actual mm-hmm. vacation. Yes,
0: yes. It was. Oh god, man i I didn't realize it. I did it. I mean, I did all the driving <laughs> straight through because I'm a I'm a road warrior. That's what I do. You know.
3: No time. You are. There's never-
0: See, that's how I felt while I was driving for 15 hours straight. I was cranking through the same. My mom had a satellite radio at least, so that was nice. And I'm cranking through the same channels. I got the same 12 preset channels. I start hearing the same songs again. By the time we're 10 hours in, you're like, shit, this is still not over. And then you start thinking of everything else you could talk God. about or think about. I'm pounding heavy caffeine, and I'm a pretty caffeine-sensitive guy, but I was like, I got to stay awake. We got to make this trip home. And my mom was complaining about her legs because uh, air conditioning was on too high. We shared a room with my mom, which was a huge mistake. What a, me and Leanne, my girlfriend, shared a room with my mother. That was a horrendous <laughs> decision that I just didn't, look, my mom offered to pay, the original idea was her. She's like, hey, let's go down and, uh, for, because it was my nephew's 10th birthday. So let's go to down for Nick's 10th birthday party. Very Which important
2: our, event. Yes,
0: I mean, I, I love my nephew Nick, but I mean, it's it's not fun. Let's be honest. it's not like oh cool, a whole bunch of kids running around and birthday cake and farts and you know. I mean, and that's what? good for them, but I'm driving all the way down there for this because it's a sacrifice you make to show the kid you love him. We never see him He's too far away, anyways. But well, my mom's like, hey, I'll tell you what. I'll get the hotel room. We'll stay there. I'll pay for it and everything. I'll pay for gas. You just drive. I'm like, okay. and All right. Me and Leanne will go. We'll do it. We'll share a room with you. It shouldn't be that bad. We got our own bed. I mean, we're not going to be able to have sex or anything, but,
1: you know. Oh, like, my God. You know.
0: <laughs> it'll <laughs> it'll be cheap. It'll be cheap. And my, you it turns
1: spent, out I, you I like. You spent a vacation in a room with your mother? Come on. Come on. This yep. is insane. It's a true story. That's it's not, not a vacation. It, it was just a weekend. Offered, it's not a I'm vacation. Guessing, I don't know. I'm guessing she offered to pay for two rooms, and did you say no?
0: No, she didn't. No, she didn't. She said she could only pay for one. We had a debate. She's like, "Well, I can't afford two. Okay, so this is it. If you want a room, you have to get it yourself." And we're tight after she just on came this. Back, so We're like,
1: after she just came back from uh, what Punta Cana after you know like six months or whatever. <laughs> she can't. Yeah, you can't uh, a, yeah she you can't afford it. She lives in Mexico. Dude, she could have couldn't she afford just like a like a cot that you could sleep out in the hallway with? That would be better. <laughs> Sleeping in a room look with your at, mother? Oh my god.
0: Yeah, that oh, was uh, Look, it Christ. was just I learned a valuable lesson. She has a very different temperature setting than I do cuz I like uh, the deep freeze. And it, uh, you know how yeah. hot it was down there, man? It was 103 oh degrees.
1: Fact. 103 yeah. With humidity. Everybody knows about climate change, Mike. We get it. No, they don't, apparently, because it's so hot down
0: there that it should be blatantly obvious to everybody who's experiencing it in Georgia, but they're not. They're like, oh, it's just how it is down here, man. Hundred three with murder humidity. And I needed yeah. the AC twenty
1: four seven and I needed the deep freeze because I needed to sleep. Okay. The, and I got another run. body next to me. That might be in the running for the worst state uh in the in the entire union. I'd rather be in Alaska. Yeah, I'd I'd rather be in Alaska.
0: Well, Atlanta, Atlanta, and Savannah are two cool cities in Georgia, so I will say that. But I I get your point. I I know what you mean.
1: Were you wearing your sweat wicking uh, Detroit Lions jersey that you currently have on right now?
0: No, hell no.
1: This is black, dude. I would have
0: died down there with this on. Are you kidding? This is not sweat wicking. This is 15 years old. This thing's old as fuck. It's not made out of anything cool. It's from the original 2007 Detroit Lions season. Calvin Johnson's rookie year, Megatron. And the only time I ever went to a Lions game at Ford Field was because Dave Petrucci and Tim Roofer forced me to go. They're like, "You, you got to go, man. <laughs> so that's how I ended up at that game. I'm serious. And like, you know, we got this group yeah. of friends of ours, like Chad and Dave. They're like diehard Lions psychos, even though they've done nothing but fuck their lives up for 40 years. And yeah. uh, that's all that
1: happened. Uh, yeah, I often refer to the Lions when they're like, um, "Why haven't you? Why haven't you succeeded in any like real measurable way?" I was like, "Well, the fucking Lions, man! Like, <laughs> have you been have you been watching these guys for the last uh, twenty five years? They've been killing me, <laughs> killing <we> me up." <laughs>
0: This is a terrible recording. I can't even make out what he's saying. This is supposed to be forward down the field. That guy's so sad. There's a bunch of Uh, psychos behind him singing that song and, like, rooting him on. He always does that. For those of you who don't know in Detroit. What is that? That's the... Forward down the field? You never heard that one? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I just couldn't really. It's a stupid it touchdown record. song they sing every time they score a touchdown. This guy, you know. Oh, that makes sense. Workers, it's the lions.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, the construction worker guy. You got the fan with the engine block. Like yeah. Home engine yeah. block guy. You got people dressed up know as this actual lions. It's. Ugh. No, yeah, I don't know any of this. I've anyways, never seen we're, ta- we're
0: talking way too much about the Lions right now. We should just stop. This is never. This is way too it's gonna much. Lions it's going to be different. It's
2: going to be different this year. It's going to be different.
0: It actually might be. I, see, I don't even want to get into it, but I kind of believe in the GM, the new GM. I, I'm all right. Leave it there. My point is, it was not a vacation. It was a trip. It was a regrettable trip, because I learned a lot of lessons.
2: But at what price are those lessons made?
0: You know. So anyways. I, I That was not fun for me.
2: What lessons did you learn outside of don't sleep in a hotel room with your mother? Yeah, don't share that's, a hotel
0: room with your mother if you have a girlfriend. Uh, oh, does also, that mean you guys
1: all? You guys actually did have sex next to your mom? No, come on. Okay, dude, well, come I'm on. just saying.
0: That's Leanne, dude. She's like the classiest. Up, she's uptight in that way too. She would never. That's ridiculous. The most ridiculous. Was she wearing a full,
1: Was she wearing a full pantsuit when she went to bed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was wearing a yellow pantsuit
2: hey, layered hey, up. Yeah, not, your fucking yeah. mom had the temp set at like 76, right? Because why not? Good God in heaven.
0: <laughs> she was so
2: pissed. She woke up, her
0: legs were aching at like four in the morning on the last morning. We're supposed to leave at seven. We're still trying to sleep, and she's making all this ruckus around the room, like, and she's like wincing and moaning. <laughs> Oh, no. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I got to drive home 15 fucking hours. You don't need to be shutting up now. And it was because it was too cold, which she said 12 times on the drive home. Like, it was just so cold in there. It was so cold. And it wasn't even that cold. That air conditioner sucked.
2: Unless you were south of 66, that's not cold for me.
0: The air, it was one of those registered shitty ones. We didn't even have like a thermostat. It was one of those shitty registers in the corner that all you get is this weak. I—it was right yeah. next to
1: my side of the bed, and she was That's on the bed you crank opposite that of it. Yeah, you got to crank exactly. it like all the way down as hard as you can, and is, and turn the fan on to full blast. It was a suite room with a
0: living room, so with a partition. So once you got to the other side, it was hotter than fuck over there because this register is on the other side of the room,
3: well, why didn't and you it's just not even making it it's,
0: its way over there.
1: Why didn't you make your sleep in the living room? <laughs> who knows anyways what on i wanted
0: to mention from the trip the lessons i learned is the hotel thing and don't drive so long in such a short amount of time but i also i caught tom morello and i thought of you guys when this came up because i was listening to lithium the lithium station oh yeah yeah that's yeah, a great channel you know it's got some of the classics of the 90s good times noodle salad and tom morello's a host you know they always bring in like these people of the era to do like a pre-recorded hosting thing that's been played a hundred million times on repeat and tom morello did a song <laughs> with fucking dennis DeYoung from Styx. and it is so bad but morello sold it i know he sold it so well he's like oh yeah i love used to love sticks growing up and dennis DeYoung hit me up last year this was during the pandemic year He's like, dude, I know you don't know who I am. I'm Dennis DeYoung from Styx. Will you uh, play guitar on this song? And Marilla's like, hell yeah. So <laughs> I heard this song and it's so bad. I mean, you got Dennis DeYoung. Sticks is, you know, I don't know. You guys like Sticks at all? I know Luke doesn't like Sticks, but John, I just you don't know I don't at don't all. Know, I don't know any Sticks songs.
3: You do know, know sticks. I
2: mean, yeah. All I know is the the six songs I'm supposed to know, and it and it's fine. I don't, you know. Yeah, I don't right. It's it's, it's, from,
3: it's,
1: it's from that era, so it's like, uh, what do you? you know sticks, Luke. Yeah,
2: so. yeah, for sure. Like this is fine, but I'm not sitting around, you know, listening to this shit this is for <laughs> boomers this is like boomers smoking weed out in the garage lifting weights kind of shit this is kevin spacey and like american beauty kind of shit <laughs> that is fucking hilarious
0: man that is really funny fuck? you're nailing it this is
2: yeah cigarettes like cigarettes behind the wife's back you know a and a sailor <laughs>
0: this song you've heard this song yeah. oh yeah this is actually done quite well in Billy Madison uh, Adam Sandler's a psycho sticks fan so he's included a lot of sticks in his movies Um, this is sticks (laughs) fuck boomers
3: (laughs) fuck
0: boomers (laughs) boomers I hope y'all die
3: (laughs) Fuck my parents. Soon enough. Fuck boomers. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, dad. Fuck boomers. Fuck you, mom.
0: <laughs> Fuck boomers. Fuck my parents. <laughs> Fuck all you boomers. <laughs> oh I die. God. die. <laughs> the time has come. Fuck boomers. Good stuff. Fuck. Thanks to Eric for that. That one never gets old, Eric. That was one of that your.
1: Never, never gets old.
0: So good. So anyways, this song by DeYoung and Tom Morello. Whoa. Nope. I'm not even going to tell you the title. I'm not going to tell you the title because I just want you listed listen for a second. So typical already.
4: Here comes the chorus. So
3: <laughs> terrible <laughs> man.
4: Old <laughs> Marshall that big old Marshall
2: stack. Oh, actually that's funny. That was that was starting to get good. That big old Marshall stack
0: yeah so samarillo plays guitar and has a you know a stone day solo on that one the last guitar hero from dennis DeYoung.
3: God,
1: That's young yeah, I, I think you need to i think you actually need to clarify that's the name of the fucking song it's it <laughs> it's is. not it's not a joke you weren't just You're making right. a joke the song is called wow the dude the last guitar hero
0: what that's a fact it that's why it stood fun. out to me so much because i couldn't believe it and i had to share it with you guys because on the drive home, I was like, "Oh my god, I got to share this with the show and everybody on Is It Safe?" As soon as and I wrote it down so I didn't lose the memory because I thought it was so stupid that Tom Morello decided to do this. Anyways, there you go.
2: Who is last the guitar last hero? guitar hero in question? Do you think?
0: Well, maybe it is Tom Morello. Like for real, you know, he's a shredder. Yeah. You know? It was okay, wondering you
3: know if this was
2: uh, sort of had an autobiographical uh you know, pants. or uh, you're or taking what, it very seriously. Kinda, where, where this is coming from. Yeah. And who,
0: Deep so. analysis of last guitar hero starts now.
2: Hey, you're going to put that shit. You're going to put that turd <laughs> out in the world. We're going <laughs> to criticize it. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Here, here's something I, I was,
1: I was trying to catch the lyrics while that was going on. It's actually hard for me to do. Anyhow, but I thought he was saying the opposite thing that he's saying. And I was like, if he's, if he knows Tom Morello, he, should actually be a pretty like forward-thinking individual to a degree uh which i'm like. very friendly
0: to everyone lyrics, that's his other he thing is, though. he's very
1: he's very friendly but you know lyrics wise i think the writing is fairly solid the music plays for free tonight for the corporate parasites living off the blood of the creators the player stands there all alone stresses the fuck is the he bones. talking about everywhere he looks nothing but traitors i mean yeah. every skill you possess new machine makes you second best you're working hard you know it's true to find an app to replace you uh okay Ooh. you know what okay mr DeYoung, uh <laughs> fair efforts uh i'm not a sticks fan so i shall never hear that again uh god willing
0: well it's a not a Sticks song let's be clear too it's a dennis DeYoung song okay well, okay he no Whatever. longer has a him and sticks no longer get along either so
1: fucking no, used well to... maybe they're they must all be like conservatives they're they're <laughs> like mean... a, they, they probably like uh denied the vaccine or something and then he came out like a side a lot of bands have broken up that way over the last uh, like three years well rage against the machine is a bizarre situation
0: today i mean here we are in 2022 they're touring like crazy and their concerts are getting sold out. Yep. People are showing up to them right now. And they cost By the way, they're 200 two,
2: they're,
3: bucks. They're,
0: yeah, I was going to say, I
2: wonder how they feel about the tickets costing fucking thousands of dollars.
0: So yeah, I. this is a huge thing for me. This is why I don't go to more concerts that are bigger, because fuck these fees. I take it seriously. I don't let Ticketmaster just own my ass, whether it's Ticketmaster, Live Nation, whatever fucking scumbag ticket offering, piece of shit corporation it is in the moment. I don't like these insane fees, and I will not pay them, so I will not go see these bigger acts. Rage will probably be an only exception for a big show that I, I will be going to see next April. By the way, they're touring around the Midwest right now. They're going basically mm-hmm. all around Detroit, except coming to Detroit. They don't come to Detroit yep. till next April, which is strange. They were just in Pittsburgh the other night, which is very, it's four hours away. Come on, why? But you know, like we're going to the Sunny day show in September, which is coming up to, we're about two months out, getting excited. That's a smaller show. The tickets were still 50 bucks or so. They might've been 43 with a $10 goddamn surcharge. They like four,
1: yeah. They were like 40 bucks.
0: Yeah. Really? You know what though? Out,
1: I, I, here's what, like when at the driving came through their their tickets were 30 bucks. Everything sold out within minutes and everything went on to like stubhub and then you know we uh i think we all have a very kind of capitalism
4: at its finest
1: i think we kind of accept like john oliver and he does some good stuff he did that yeah, one on he did. Like, he did that one on ticket prices and all that and i thought that was really well done and well researched yeah. just like, stubhubs and all them that like they buy these fucking blocks out and they like buy them up so fast and then everything goes right onto the uh, secondary market so like that mm-hmm. the, the drive in tickets were immediately they were like 75 80 bucks just for standing standing room shit yeah, and so at the, mo- oh, at the time i, I like, like money. i couldn't af- afford it so i was like oh at 30 bucks i'm i'm in but then the second it was like 75 i was like oh shit i gotta check my budget and then it was all sold out anyways but uh primary market secondary market and then all of a sudden they're just Everything is gone and, and super fucking expensive. So
4: that was, the, that was the show that got canceled.
1: That was a show that got canceled because of the pandemic uh, in the very beginning. I think it was April of 2020. So I guess I'm glad I didn't get tickets because everybody else that had tickets is now trying to recoup them.
2: Yeah, man, yeah. I had a ton of concert tickets for April, May, June of 2020. And I actually went as far as getting them early because, you know, whatever. Um, it's weird. I, I, this, is, I, this is something I think about often because you're principally opposed these to these stupid fucking service fees, which you should be. It's like how I'm opposed mm-hmm. to paying $50 for parking when I could just park two blocks away downtown. And walk yeah. as long as I have legs that work, I'm not paying forty dollars for goddamn event parking. But then what ends right. up what ends up happening? Like, who ends up going to these shows then? It's a weird, it seems like this weird Venn diagram of like someone who actually has a budget, and then yep. someone who's like, I have a hundred and thirty dollars for a front row ticket to at the drive-in. So, I mean, it's weird, it's another thing that's capitalism and money is fucked, but God damn it. You know, cue the old timey music. But all three of us remember when every single show you could just basically be expected to pay be anywhere between eight and fourteen dollars for a ticket. Yep. General general well, let's admission hope it doesn't come to that, you know, whatever. And so now I don't know. Are we just the old stodgy idiots that are like foregoing our own enjoyment because we don't want to fork over an extra couple twenty dollar bills for this we're getting we're getting squeezed out of enjoying ourselves yep exactly mm-hmm. i remember back when concert tickets were 7 <laughs> 25 i'd go to harmony house and buy it and there was no service charge if you went to the harmony house even if you had to wait out line in the, in the elements it was still <laughs> only seven dollars <Wow>. and 25 cents <laughs> You can get all your favorite (laughs) records and CDs on your way out.
4: (laughs) Oh, keep (laughs) it going!
2: Now I remember buying a Nine Inch Nails ticket back in 1994 when the Downward Spiral came out, and I got that also there at Harmony House, and tickets were twenty-two fifty for standing room. No service <laughs> charge, as I may have mentioned.
4: Hey, 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 hey! What is going
2: on here?
0: Those were the days, man. Those were the days. But you're right. No, most people. It's just like everything else we complain about on this show. People don't think about it. If they do think about it, they're like, "Fuck it. This is the price of business, man. That's what the market allows." It's such. I hate that argument. This is what
1: the market allows for. So that's what we're doing. Well. Yeah. No, it's what the it's what the, the fake economy tells you what you're supposed to spend on shit.
0: Yeah, and well, now they have this dynamic pricing where
2: yeah, did you hear about this? It was like yeah, that was a big thing with the Bruce Springsteen show. Right?
0: Yes, Lately. that's right. What happened? You so it's dynamic pricing is this new concept now for these like big timers pricing. like Bruce Springsteen, uh, Adele, all kinds of big acts like that, where whatever you're willing to pay. For the best seats, you'll pay you it. So went, some people are now. literally paying $10,000 for front row seats to uh, Adele concerts or higher yeah. than that. Bruce Springsteen, $5,000 for front row seats to his shows. And it's happening now. This is the new see, model. That's,
1: yeah. the- yeah, go see the fucking uh, working, like the working class uh, celebrity. like Yeah, the he's guy the one who's getting the
0: biggest shit, Luke. That, that's why he's getting the most shit, because supposedly he's supposed to be that guy.
1: And then, and then this is what happens in the market. That resets the fucking price. That's how they're going to find out what these tickets are worth on the market, on the quote-unquote free market, which of course isn't free. I hope we all understand that. Full but money they, like you
4: have to get together in the first place
1: they're going to reset the, they're going to reset the fucking expectations for these ticket prices. Those are going to go fucking up and up and up. I mean, they're probably already high as shit with Bruce Springsteen. I wouldn't even, first of all, I, we know I hate fucking Bruce Springsteen. So I would never go see a fucking Bruce Springsteen show. Even if I got tickets for free, I wouldn't do it. I think he's, uh, I think he's terrible, but and, and he's a complete class trader. So I don't understand why anybody fucking likes him anymore, except the, actually, you know what I do? It's these, uh, it's the fucking libs. It's the rich libs who like fucking love to uh, dip their toe in the, uh, the working class, uh, zeitgeist, but will never like, they want to pay $5,000 for a fucking front row ticket. It's the people who succeeded, you know, it's the people who fucking have benefited from the system. So yeah, good call. John, do you want to add to that? I thought you had something to
0: say there.
2: Yeah, I mean, dude, it's tricky, though, because Bruce Springsteen has been making music since like 1970 when he actually was a fucking working class. Jack back when baseball players actually played baseball and then worked in the coal mines back, you know, this is fucking 50 years ago and shit. So he was coming from that place. I mean, things do change. And. One thing I will criticize him for and really any artist for that matter, now that we're on a specific subject, is like if we can't trust the arts entertainment, you know, these artists that are actually singing and creating art about class struggle and shit like that. If we can't trust these people and rely on these people to try to regulate the market then, you know, we're completely fucked. And to your point, Mike, that's why this Bruce Springsteen thing is an issue. Why doesn't Bruce Springsteen just say, hey, I love my fans. I've been making music for 55 fucking years. I want normal people that are probably my biggest fans who can actually relate to the music that I was making in the 70s and 80s to be able to afford tickets to my show. But that's not how... That's not how it works and if we can't, you know it's just, it's because
1: exactly it's, because it's, it's a net. bummer. Yeah, the the, the system t- is
2: bigger than the artist. The whole that's the whole it fucking is. thing. That's the whole thing about trying to make corporations people and this all this bullshit. It's like the whole the infrastructure is way bigger than the artist. And we can criticize Bruce Springsteen and raging against the machine all we want, but they all ultimately at the end of the day are just fucking cogs in this larger machine that everyone feels like they don't have control over, which really we don't. And it sucks. So now tickets for shows are going to the highest bidder and that sucks. So now art is for rich people. That's, that's really a fucking bummer. Mm -hmm. The same thing as like living in New York York city,
1: you know, a place, place full of history, basically built for, and by the fucking working class, like every single outcropping there that created all that population density. It came from people with like fucking shanty towns and shit. And they said, there were so many people that the city couldn't, uh, they actually couldn't force them to move or also would have been, uh, equivalent to like genocide. so they let them stay they created new laws to like allow them to kind of build and all these you can't live there you can't fucking afford to live there and it's the same thing if you want something if you want something good, I suppose uh it's always gonna cost fucking money but the thing is art was always supposed to be well art is always part of that system. I mean it is the culture industry so, it's hard for me to say that I would be surprised at any of these any of these turns. Of course, a Bruce Springsteen ticket is gonna be cost like gonna cost over a hundred dollars, you know, and, and gonna make sure that the, his actual audience won't actually see it.
2: But see, this is don't you think this is kind of the shortcoming with the libertarian and the meritocracy and all that shit? Is there that is no meritocracy? But yes but well but but that's kind of what what it is it's just like but in the in with the argument that the kind of like well you're worth what people are willing to pay you or your tickets are worth there it is what people are willing to pay worth. that's almost that's sort of meritocracy where it's like the merit or the value if you will if you want to interchange those words is worth x amount so now there are so many bruce springsteen fans or so many fans of x artist that you know the tickets aren't sell they're not setting a price and saying hey a x y and z they're saying well what do you think and what's happening you know, and add social media, add et cetera, et cetera. And people want to be seen in the fifth row of the fucking Adele yeah. show. Money so they're willing to. to
4: made it simply, uh, from it's simply transferred. It's transferred.
2: Yep. Yeah. I have x I have X money and that that's the free market. That is the free market that you're talking about.
3: So, so we can all. We're
2: only going to be able to go to shows at a reasonable, a reasonable price for artists that really no one gives a damn about. It's becoming a supply and demand issue. Like, so
1: yeah. And what's what's sad is you know the any artists that are willing to talk about something political, you know, i.e., Rage Against the Machine, for instance. I mean, their 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 entire their entire like catalog, as it were is incredibly fucking relevant I mean even still to this day it's a little disappointing that they're in this system they probably realize that there's no way out of this system at least the kind of music they put out is still uh still politically relevant uh I will say but
2: you think you're ready to run with the balls
1: it's it's part of this weird process or now I'm, I'm starting to really kind of reckon with the fact that you know art Is not really political because art always has a, it always has a tendency towards being commodified. It has to make money. Thank Uh, you
0: so much, Mister Fuck, for saying what needed to be said.
1: So damn right. Because because of that, I mean, honestly, do I don't know how much money they're they're all worth, but should they be putting on free concerts? I know they were going to put on a free concert for Bernie, in 2020, and that got canceled. Yeah, did you
0: guys go to Bernie last Friday? I wasn't here in town, man. I missed it.
2: No, we missed Bernie. Town as well. yeah, Bernie <laughs> Sanders, and we missed Dashboard Confessional, uh, you know?
3: Oh! <laughs> oh my no, God.
2: I, no, I didn't go. I wow. didn't go, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Levin. Uh, you got beat out by hey. Haley Stevens. Haley Stevens, she was there. Wait.
0: Who? C- she was you're oh, pissed that Sander Levin lost to uh, Haley Stevens. Does anything even matter?
2: Ah, doesn't, I mean, dude, it doesn't matter. I'm more concerned about this fucking alien lizard spawn Tudor Dixon. Who oh, yes. there we could... it's all shit. Dude, she, looks like, see... she looks like she looks like
1: Famka Jansen. She's hot. She's it's banging. unfortunate. Yeah, she's a banging.
2: Dude, she carried 80, she's crazy of the hot. 80 in a primary 80 of the 83 counties in Michigan. That's
1: right. That makes sense. that put her put her against these fucking these like pasty boys who are all like, like trying to make her look like she was less Trump than them. Again, uh, again, the like lubricated um, prostate check that they all (laughs) like to do for Trump. She is not. uh, She wasn't doing it. And then Trump and then Trump endorsed her. Uh, Amazing.
4: Yeah, that's Laurie right. Leno to make Look. of this
1: shit. I don't really care. Uh, she's hotter than Whitmer, which I think means that she's got a really good chance to win.
4: You are fake news. This I, is bullshit. Uh, this is the I, level. This I, is the
1: level of politics. It's a level of politics we got. Yeah,
2: I see it. I, you can I see don't think there's right any other thing. Yeah. Through it, I bet my friend. I was like, so that night happened. And I, you know, like I was admittedly like a little fucking bummed out. I think I send you guys a message like, your new governor is named Tudor Dixon, and so I oh, texted shit, my friend. I- like I may as well try to, hey, circling it back to money. I'm like, maybe I can make some money. So I, you know, texted my lib my libby friends, and I'm like, dude, you give me Tudor Dixon like plus one seventy-five. Let's let's make that bet right now. Bullshit! I don't know Look, what
1: those gambling terms mean because yeah, you guys are basically, like, ba- you
2: <laughs> I'm basically like, give me two to one. <laughs> like, you want you want big Gret? You can take Big Gretch, and I'll bet you five bucks. But if Tudor Dixon wins, Ooh. you win ten. That is Gretch. bullshit. I think Look, I got the Gretch. better side of that bet. Gretchen, it, it all they have matter. to do is put out. They, all they
1: got to do is put out ads that say Gretsch and no one's going to vote for her. It's, Whitmer's it's part so of the Democratic bad.
0: machine. Tudor Dixon's yep. part of the Republican machine. So it's two machines it's going head the to same, head.
1: No, it's the same machine. It's just. Oh, two, it is. No, it is. Fucking, In the end, it's, it's the same machine it's too. Two but ingredients. Yeah.
0: They there is one machine that wants to have the power, but even if that machine loses to the other machine that gains the technical power that is perceived as the governorship, they will still be given all of the benefits of being part of any machine. So it doesn't really matter. That's why it doesn't matter if the Republican or the Democrat wins. On the surface, it may look that way, but if you pay attention, you just go inside any story, whether it's the Flint water crisis case being scrapped by Democratic Attorney General Dana Nessel or, which was a better case, which was put together by a Republican Attorney General prior to that, a legitimate case, okay, Or it's, uh, you know, spilling of water here in the Huron River, right here locally in Ann Arbor. That fucking chromium hexavalent shit that will kill your ass. The whole Huron River is filled with it now. Nobody cares. This state is a dump. This is a state that is so corrupt that it's seriously in the top three, four states in the union of corruption. It truly is that bad. Yet we just go about our business every day in Michigan, and it's so sad. It's so sad that I really don't even want to talk about it and think about it now because it's just making me more depressed and there's no unity here because we're divided. And I'm not saying we as me because I know better. I do. Yes, I know better than some of you. I know better than some of you not to go along these party line bullshit, mainstream media propagandized pieces. I know better than you. I'm sorry because I figured it out. (laughs) You can get on my level. You can get on my level. Just open your eyes and don't believe everything you see. Read, look, analyze, look at who did what for who, who's connected to who. Republicans, Democrats, they're all meld together from the same fucking melting pot. They came from the same stew, the, the same afterbirth that slithered out of this gross asshole of a country's butthole vagina, if you will, I guess. I don't even know what to call it, but
3: that's what it is. They're, they're these fucking
0: slimy scumbags that oozed out. And it's a joke. But it is something to talk about because it's Tudor Dixon versus Gretchen Whitmer. Here we go. And people will say, not well, look, bad. it's two women. This is great for us. It's two women.
1: But who gives a well, fuck if think, they're both pieces of shit? I think the only the only possible the only possible like upside coming out of this is one of these two is gonna win. And then the other one can't say that it was about sexism. So mm-hmm. I I think that defangs, I think that defangs the kind of liberal middle uh pretty uh, Pretty strongly, so I. I think you eat pieces think, of shit for breakfast. I okay. Let me just say this: I do think that we should probably vote for Gretchen. But I mean, it is on. painful. But it's it is a state level. It's a state level election, and it's a little bit different to me than like the presidency of the United States. This one. Well, let me give you an example, though on that
0: trip with my on that trip with my mom on the way home yeah. on monday she's like it was the day before the primary here that we're talking about cuz there was primary day here this past tuesday in michigan and i assume in other some other states but my mom's like mike make sure you vote tomorrow right you're going to vote i was like oh. i hadn't even i hadn't even thought about it at all it hadn't even been one single thought in my mind in literal months i'm not even kidding but she's this boomer who sees this is really important mike you make sure you vote this is really important time I'm like, OK, wow, well, there's a there's a piece of information that shows a divide of the reality that we're living in here. Oh, yeah. Right.
2: So why the fuck do we vote for anything then? I guess we're getting exactly to, we're quickly getting to that. that point. No, know. it's a,
1: it, no, it is um, at this point. It's it's irrational. It's a rational decision to uh, withhold your vote and let it burn this isn't like an accelerationist thing it is nobody is doing anything to win your vote except for tell you that the other side is bad so i, I really don't think it i don't think it fucking matters i mean you know biden said nothing nothing will fundamentally change he was 100 percent right and i couldn't say that if uh, trump was president for these last couple of years it'd be any worse
2: I got the muscle but I know up oh I know that so far up your stupid ass that you'll shit snow for a year oh wow wait I, I
1: know didn't a know a he said people, that
2: whoops that's from a movie a by the way guys uh sorry yes.
0: Italian people I'm gonna have to that bleep Bruce, that one out
2: it had to be
1: Bruce Dern
0: right <laughs> no that was uh Clarence Boddicker from RotoCop that makes sense oh. yeah <laughs> Boddicker yeah shit I didn't that's such a great line why do you have to throw in that slur fuck all
1: right sorry guys
0: whoops that's unfortunate yeah, that is unfortunate.
1: No, no, hey, listen, we can move on from this because yeah, the, let's move on from this. Yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah, I think Gretchen, I think Gretchen will win because I do think the abortion issue will create enough steam for uh for like middle of the road liberals to get her across the finish line. I don't think Tudor Dixon will win, but if they have a debate and it's head to head, Gretchen really needs to make her look like a fucking idiot because Tudor is uh just. Not Tutor. not bad to look at. Tutor she's Not bad Dixon. to look at, and she's she's articulate. And Has she there ever been seem, a more like I came insane. straight from a
0: prep school name of all time, Tudor
1: Dixon. No, Tudor Dixon. Ah. That's it. <laughs> that's the that's one. How you name why you name a kid you name a kid when you can't get into like some form of uh, <laughs> yeah school. They just see the
0: name on the like, application Tutor, immediately, like oh, well, of course tutors. this yeah. this kid belongs here. Yeah,
1: but we can yeah, we just, can
2: sit here and bitch about this shit, but our are we voting in November or are we not? Are we comfortable talking about? Oh, for it's a midterm
1: I'm gonna see, oh, about, I'm f- gonna see how wild it gets, but I'm pretty much sitting this shit out. You talking about like for governor, Scott? Am I voting? There are for no progressives, yeah, yeah. there are no progressives anywhere. Uh, Haley Stevens won her, so I don't care.
4: That's all how we do things here in America. Um,
2: okay, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I go vote, I, don't I fucking know. go. My precinct is across the street. I fucking vote. I'm Kitty Corner from my vote. Yeah, that's easy. So I walk across the street. I walk across the street and I cast my vote like a good little fucking, you know, lemming.
3: This America,
2: Jack. That's what I do, and I figure that there is. I, I do really think that there is a quote unquote better vote whether or not you want to say that's just the lesser of two evils or whatever.
0: right well it's just so it's a low bar but you're right it is technically true okay great we can did the uh, wasn't there a prop for to get abortion on the ballot for this too real quickly did i miss that or do you know anything about that i think the, there was i think there prop
2: was prop j prop j I, I mean i voted on tuesday prop j was about uh jails like it was a millage for jails and funding oh at least was, for for me in detroit it was but
1: well, they're supposed to be statewide. Funding, is it about funding more jails and increasing the breadth yes! of the carceral system? Nice. Wow, dude. Awesome, man. We're so lucky. More people in jail. But, more but the thing more is, jail.
2: well, it's also about, you know, how the incarcerated are treated, though, too, because this money is presumably going to help them. So you're oh. kind of you feel like you're kind of voting for to give money to help conditions. So it's a really it's kind of a brain teaser because you're like fuck that I don't want to give the you know prison industrial complex any more money but that nice money is going to improve conditions. So ultimately at the end of the day you kind of kind of do the calculus of like who ends up getting fucked and I think it was for homeowners it was a property tax situation mm. I'm a renter so whatever so Me I too. I voted yes People with a fucking house in Detroit can pay five dollars a month uh to maybe feed a fucking prisoner a plate of beans or Dude, if
1: that's if that's in Oak, if, <laughs> if that's in beans. Oakland
2: County if that's in Oakland County it gets shut
1: down immediately eight dollars yeah, a, a month eight <laughs> dollars <laughs> a month it was all it took to expand the uh the transit system up into their neighborhoods eight dollars a month to mm-hmm. increase public fucking transport. And they shut it down and they shut it down not just once but like two or three times. Living that's in un- America, eight dollars that's all it takes. Eight dollars, <laughs> nothing wrong, no, to get people to work, to get people to work. And then you complain about how no one's at work.
2: Yeah, it's like one of those infomercials. like for eight dollars a month, you too can sponsor <laughs> yeah. a, a, a working class minority.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, except it
2: is. if.
1: Every- Except it forces everyone to pay fucking eight dollars a month. Well, I guess what is that? Yeah, like one Starbucks coffee. I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to do that comparison. Everyone, everyone does that for uh, the no, cost of the one cup of fork. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's just eight dollars a month, man. Divide that by thirty. What is that yeah, per come day? Come on, that's a fucking you combo meal at McDonald's that, now, man. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do that. It's twelve cents a day. Is that what it is? Something like that. Yeah,
0: Lock it in. Dude, All right,
1: let's If you found one fucking can on the street every day that pays for your $8 a month. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well,
0: it's time to get to the emails. Enough talk about America. That was fun.
4: America for the American. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You uh, believe before
1: that we get into the emails, can we revisit how Mickey Rourke is uh, by far uh, the greater personality? Uh, No, do you want to wait? Hell, let's okay. We'll go to the emails and then we'll revisit Mickey Rourke after the emails. If we have time, let's do the emails first. So we've got time. Okay.
0: That's fair. Uh, By the way, I did watch uh, the pledge this week for cinema nine with Mickey Rourke. Who's in it for like one one minute. (laughs) It's like Sean Penn is so showing off with his casting in that movie. The credits start with Jack Nicholson, uh, Vanessa Redgrave, Mickey Rourke, uh, so many people, There's like a Billy Tom Noonan, uh, Harry Dean Stanton. It's like, okay, we get it, dude. You know, a lot of people in Hollywood. It's,
1: it's, it's a who's who. <laughs> the of thing is, people. he does know the right people, and those are all really good people. So I'm really glad. I'm not saying it. that. Harry it's just, Stanton, it's
0: just a funny observation. Like, okay, we get it, Sean Penn. You know, yes, you know, people in Hollywood. Good for you. Um, last week, uh, by the way, is it safe pod at gmail.com is the official email. Uh, I think we answered that question at the very end last week. Because it really didn't need to be expanded upon. Which was Mr. Pink's question about: uh, Are we capable of drawing a line in the sand and holding the president of the United States accountable for their conduct? Yeah, no, that was it, right? So (laughs) we nailed it, didn't we?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. Good, great, cool. Yeah.
0: All right, then we'll move on to Danny's email. Danny, the legend himself. Danny, this one's uh, actually
1: addressed to Luke exclamation point. Luke. I, I, I chatted him on the side because I was trying to get, I was trying to get some information about the clash before our episode. So I could speak knowledgeably about it because I knew Danny for sure would, would know, and he's not part of the pod. So I didn't think I would tip my hand, but well, here we are. He uh, he's out of me. Oh. I definitely, I definitely was trying to back channel some good information. I didn't quite get there. <laughs>
2: You think you're ready to run with the Bulls?
1: I, Clearly in, all not. Fa- in all fairness, I asked him uh, like 30 minutes before our pod recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he said, Luke, I do like the Clash.
0: Coincidentally, I did London Calling for the next Music Friends episode. That's right. Danny has his podcast called Music Friends. Yes. You can catch our very own John Scott on that podcast a long time ago. He did an episode about Madonna. Was that you? or No, that was Talk Talk. Yeah,
2: yeah, the same same episode.
0: Oh, okay, both. All right uh the next music friends episode and they are front of mind for me right now the clash that is their progression from the debut to give enough rope to london calling is fascinating going from orthodox punk to the nuclear stylistic diversity of london calling is one of the crazier arcs i think we've had it was hilarious reading how upset the punk evangelicals were When they got away from the sound, and it made me realize it's just a repeating cycle for punk bands wanting to explore. Sure, it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know the final three albums well enough to weigh in, but it seems like Combat Rock is the clear highlight. London Calling is by far my favorite and is actually still worth the hype and hullabaloo.
1: Cheers, Danny. That was, that was, that is a perfect answer to my question. I, I really like was. It's, it's bizarre. You know, all these years I've heard the clash a billion fucking times, but I, i never mm-hmm. got in. It's weird. We got into the Smiths, right? It's almost like the clash was, uh, what, like a decade before the Smiths and Smiths maybe were part of our formative years in a way that the clash may not have been for me. At least I know a lot of you guys, um, were super familiar. So this is, this is amazing. All right. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate such a thorough response. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in because I found I found a lot of their like lyrics and stuff like super interesting. So
2: that's as good as they get as the lyrics for me. I'm not a. That's okay.
1: Like if the music sucks, I go to the lyrics.
2: Well, everyone loves the music. Yeah, I'm. I find
3: your belief system fascinating. It's fascinating (laughs) because there's so much about
2: the Clash that I like, but I don't really like the Clash that much.
3: Yeah, I hear totally you. Fine. I think like you you respect everybody respect the hell like, out of them, right, Scott? About, you respect yeah. the hell respect out of them.
2: Respect the fuck. It. Respect the game. It's just, yeah, like I don't, I don't listen to the Clash.
0: Yeah, I don't listen to the Clash a lot either, but I respect the fuck out of them. I think, I think maybe a lot of people like us, uh, Scott. I don't think we're alone there, but they yeah. are also. There might be a lot of people saying they love the Clash and but that they don't listen to them as much. You never know what people are doing. People are weird.
2: Oh, and people are, it's like the badging thing. Like people want to like something, so they say that they love it. Because exactly. Because they're trying so desperate. Like, ah, I know that, like, I don't really like this, but it feels like it strikes to the heart of my identity or what I want my identity <laughs> to be. So I'm just going yeah. to... Uh, you know, sometimes, yep. you, sometimes you know what resonates with you although it doesn't actually there's like some cognitive dissonance it's like I want this to be me but I just don't love it as much as I really want to but I'm going to say that I love it because it makes sense to my brand (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: well in your brand your brand Yeah, I was going to say your, your brand at that age, like when you're discovering these, these bands actually is just, I, I'm, I'm annoyed that I got grounded and I don't get the car keys tonight, you know, so, so <laughs> hey! many, so many of the like suburbanite, you know, kind of like punk rock kids, like, cause you know where we went, the punk rock kids, it was like, it literally was like kind of 50% were, were actually working class. I mean, we were in a, the school that we were at, so we were already more privileged than most. But then there was like this, the, the other tiers, you know, full on class system. So, uh, your brand is just rebellion against your parents for being too unfair to you because you deserve everything. (laughs) So then a lot of this fucking punk rock to me seemed like insanely frivolous and I didn't care about it. It's not that I think somebody like bad religion is any different except that bad religion, like, kind of created a swath of like knowledge for me, kind of opened up the kind of like yeah. cleared the cobwebs a little bit and made me like, think about things in a different way. A lot of bands don't do that. They just, they're just constantly bitching, which oh, makes yeah, perfect just, fucking yeah. sense that every teenager gets on board.
2: Well, that bad religion, uh, you know, to Mike's point, they're just smarter than you. They know more than you.
1: And that's, that's right. Fine.
2: It's fine. It's fine. That bad religion just is in the fucking, Five. They're a five percenter as far as like knowledge, <laughs> yeah. as far as like yes, being educated, and that's okay.
3: I find your belief system fascinating.
2: It's fascinating, <laughs> but uh <laughs> bad
3: religion
1: yes. is, is smart. This
2: talk show presents
0: Luke explains <laughs> bad religion
1: songs. Do we have one for today? Because I'll do it. But no, we, we didn't one prepare now?
0: one. No, okay. we got to get. Let's continue forth these emails. You Don't even
1: have to prepare them. By the way, you can just drop them on me, and we'll go with it. I know. I just wanted for, to. For play future that
0: reference. Time. For future reference.
1: The Is It Safe Talk Show presents Luke Explains
0: Bad Religion Songs. <laughs> so dumb. All right. <laughs> next one's from Mr. Pink. Mr. Fair Pinky. Enough. Danny, thanks for that email. Love you, bud. Mr. Pink says, thanks for taking the time to read my email. I don't think anything will ever come the January 6th shenanigans. Abuse Absolutely of power. Nope. No. Abuse of power and all the other Trump bullshit. I wish there was some reverence and respect for the position of president. And no matter, <laughs> w- <laughs> that is funny.
1: I find
3: your belief system fascinating. Yeah, I'm fascinated. That's really yeah, I funny. I wish
1: there was. I wish yeah. there was too. Kind of. Yeah. I don't even sweet. know what that world's like, man. Maybe Dude, I did when yeah. I was seven. I guess. I, or- I, all I remember is uh, Britney Spears saying, "You need to respect the president after he invaded." <laughs> I was like, "What the?" We were, we were all like twenty at the time, right? Or twenty one.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb. Anyway, yeah. Well, I understand. You know, it's it's tough. You know, but this guy's been president. China. So, once that happens, you're just like, no fucking way. Uh, and
1: no (laughs) matter what we, the presidency is bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) None of it. None of it makes any sense anymore.
0: It doesn't. And no matter what, we could all agree. It's tough to get us to all agree. I will admit that. I don't even know if we could agree on the fact that we all agree. That's the challenge here. Uh, that's me talking. Back to the email. On balls and strikes when it came to who was operating as president of the United States. But there isn't always agreement on balls and strikes in baseball. So I'm probably shit out of luck on that front. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's right. In agreement, yeah. It's a fascinating analogy. Uh, looking forward to sinking my teeth into the Army Hammer Ooh. saga. Oh, you got to do this. We okay, were supposed to we talk about that. This. I forgot about that. No, no, That's not, the one not, I was not, thinking not of. Not
1: this one. We need to prep. We need to actually prep for it because.
0: Well, we were supposed to. We, were, we hit it at it last week that we would talk about it this week. We did. It's on the record. Did
1: you say that we were going to talk about it this week? Because if you listened to last
0: week's show. You were here. Well, I was out of time. I, I was out of that,
1: time for like five days. So I'm just you were here for last week's show. Hey, listen, I don't know how that has
0: anything to do with it.
1: I'm gonna prep. I'm gonna prep for it. For he next wants to prep week. for it,
0: guys. You're hearing
1: him. Yeah, I'm gonna prep for it for next week. But you guys need to prep for it too. Army Hammer, I'll Look prep. up all. The, all look up all the random shit you can, because it's fucking wild. He's weird, and his weirdness is not the problem. His he's got a weird kink, and like that got exposed, and
2: that made I him look weird. Races. Okay, but
1: he's got an interesting story.
2: What do you think, Scott? I'll do the research. I've got it pulled up.
0: <laughs> I'll do the research. I dude, I don't sorry. I'm
2: checked like, out man. I, do it. I don't know. I don't actually don't know anything. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I will be stars. The okay.
4: greatest job president that fu- God John, ever created.
2: It blows my fucking mind that you guys do you guys spend twenty-two hours a day like reading the news? I, I dude, if you mm. told me anything was happening with Army Hammer, I Am I just fucking drunk or stoned or like this information doesn't stick with me? I don't give a flying fuck what's happening. You don't,
1: you don't, you don't. I know, I know. Am I supposed to dedicate
2: like eight hours this week to researching what's going on with army (laughs) hammer? Army hammer, dude. Like,
1: think about it. Think about it for a second. It's not, it's not that.
2: But everyone knows this is the same kind of shit. I feel like I'm on a fucking island. Like everyone probably knows about the shit. If I walked down the street, I was like, "Tell me about Army Hammer. Tell me about Army Hammer." Oh, you don't about (laughs) Army Hammer. Like, I'm the I guess I'm the only person that has not. I don't know any dude. I don't know Army Hammer's drama from a fucking hole in the wall
1: john scott if you let me uh, let me finish, let me finish <laughs> no sorry yeah sentence. let me thanks you'll understand you'll understand why this came up this came up because about a year ago maybe it was two years ago pandemic wise it's really hard why? To, but why? 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 there was uh there were a bunch of like texts that were leaked because he has these weird cannibalistic sexual fantasies and they uh he would be in these like, uh, text threads with these, these women, you know, whether they were prostitutes or regular girlfriends or whatever. And that kind of got exposed because he's completely insane. And like, would like bite on people's asses and do all that kind of stuff. And like, in the end, in the end, it's like, if it's just your kink, fine. But, like, I found it to be weird, so I kind of, I, like, clicked around, and it turns out he, it literally is connected to Arm and Hammer. Uh, his family, uh his family is, like, s- somehow connected. I, I can't quite remember, so I'll take this with a grain of salt. We will make sure that, like, anything we say is truly factual, but he is connected to, the like, the Arm and Hammer family in a way. Yeah, that and I so did, he's, know. He's basically a fucking billionaire. He's like a spoiled billionaire Brett, but he was in the most revolutionary fucking movie that was made in the last 50 fucking years uh, against maybe like John Sales. Like he did uh, uh, Sorry to Bother You. He plays the like evil billionaire and Sorry sorry to Bother You. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking amazing. It's a great performance, uh, but you know, if he's He's with other people that share the same kinks. There's, who cares? It's no big that's, deal. I was just gonna say he's, he's just an interesting guy. He just turned out to be way more interesting than I ever thought he was. Okay, so well, that's what that's it what is. It's not really that. about. There's no. There's no real army hammer issue. It's just that's a, that's that he's good, an interesting dude.
2: Thank you for clearing that up. I will. Yeah. I will look into it. I just didn't know if this was another case of us. Fucking digging needlessly into a celebrity's life. Right. My probably my opinion <laughs> is going to be if he is consensually biting people's asses, as you say, then that's he's Consensual. consensually. If he's consensually, if yeah. um,
4: bite ass. I just want to thank I mean, uh, each and every one. Yeah.
2: To to quote, to quote the, well, I, think, the I think what
1: happened, I think what happened in terms of being, oh boy, here. I, let me cancel myself right now and just say <laughs> I'll I'll do this right now. The people that came out against Army Hammer, I in my opinion, signed up for something they weren't prepared for. They thought they thought they were in with this like dark shit and they were gonna hang out with somebody who's a fucking billionaire. I mean, his family. Well, gentlemen, is, I
4: can't thank you enough for coming out here this evening. He's a
1: he's a billionaire. He's not just an actor millionaire. He's a billionaire. So I'll cancel myself right off the bat and just say, like, I think that these people got into something that they didn't understand. They got way in over their fucking heads. And then they started exposing him for being like, a, you know, a, a sexual predator or like a, you know, a sexual weirdo. And it's like yeah, I don't know if you can expose someone for being a sexual weirdo. You, uh, most people are sexual weirdos, but okay, so it that, is it that so... really, but it really is. It, it's really nuts. It's strange how that and it all, it all went away. It was just like a wind, you know. It just, it just disappeared off the ether. Like nobody talks about it, and it never got brought up. But I think people were trying to expose him because it was like hardcore in the Me Too movement
2: is this have in america uh, mike you can finish the email this doesn't have anything to do I my mean, mr pink is referencing a, a luxury vacation spot in the caymans is that's not an army hammer thing he doesn't have like yeah that's part of it too yeah uh, definitely okay, okay. so definitely so this is be, like yeah. a this is a this is a little saint james epstein and a south Fox oh yeah so to be fucking, totally
1: to be totally clear
2: sexual deviation this is not this is not
1: victim shaming. shit yes of course there's something fucking weird going on, but it just like it went, it came in and it fucking left so fucking fast. But like some of the the people that like were trying to out him through Twitter and all that, it's like, yeah, it seems fucking gross and sadistic to a lot of people like us. But if you're responding to somebody like that, it's it's straight because there are kinks out there. There are kinks. People have these weird there are these cannibal people out there. They love it. But I drag your pimply ass in
4: here and say hi to. Ah, uh, let's, let's just not,
1: let's just they don't. Uh, this is they don't start like eating people and all that shit. You know.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Oh, this would be a fun, one. Is. This is gonna be a fun ah. one. This is going to be a fun one. This is going to be the ultimate cancel uh, cancel episode. So this is great.
0: Uh, Looking forward to sinking my teeth into the Army Hammer saga. I need to get beyond the sound bites and hot takes from talking heads to really get to the meat of the matter. I'll be honest. Yeah. I don't really know what's going on, but I've recently just heard about this opportunity to buy a luxury vacation spot in the Caymans. So maybe I can read up on the matter while I'm enjoying my fractionally owned Seaside condo. Pinky! Good job, Pinky. That's great. All right, last email. Eric Branstrom. Boy, we don't hear from him often. So, Eric, oh, thank you for emailing the show. Eric Albert Brandstrom, This is directly from him. host of the cinema nine podcast, which I do with him. And like I said, we just did the pledge. So if you've seen the pledge and you want to hear more about it, you can check out our (laughs) latest episode on the pledge.
1: Oh yeah. I I listened to it. It's fantastic. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. It's a, you guys did a great job. I had never seen it. Yeah. I had never seen it. It was strange. Uh, That was, yeah.
1: The the fact that that was your first watch is unbelievable. (laughs) to me.
0: I know. Yeah, I know it was a big, it's definitely a movie I should have seen. You're right. Um, Blew me away as well. Gentlemen, congratulations on a recent string of fantastic episodes. Oh wow! <laughs> well, thank you, Eric. There we go. of applause for Jason was fantastic a few weeks ago. Shout out to Jason. Yes, the guest host Shout a few out, weeks baby. back. Yeah, really solid insight and humor that fell nicely within the established confines of the show. Yeah, Eric's all about you know things have to make sense to the world it takes place in. So it does I make get sense. That. I'm with him. I'm in need of I'm in need of some advice from my esteemed host. Wow. Okay, advice. We're we're advice givers, guys.
1: Do you know that? No, I think you should you should have said wow based on the fact that he said esteemed. Holy shit. Wow, dude.
0: Recently, my neighbor has been mowing a strip of my lawn <laughs> in my back <laughs> in my backyard, which is behind my fence. I'm sure he's just being neighborly, but this simply isn't sitting well with yep. me. I like mowing my own lawn. I like the satisfaction of maintaining that very strip in particular. How should I handle the situation without getting into an awkward conflict, which could result in a lifetime of weird encounters? There are, there are two schools of thought here for my research. One is that I should simply enjoy the fact that someone else is doing my work for me. Another is that I should firmly state that I don't want him on my goddamn property under any circumstances. <laughs> no. Might there be an nothing in between? (laughs) No, apparently not. Might there be? uh, Might there be an agreeable compromise? Yours very sincerely, E. Albert Bansom. Thank you, Eric. Great to hear from you, my friend. Love that you listen to the show. So, guys, where do we stand on Mowergate? (sighs) (laughs) Mowergate. Yes.
1: Well, yeah. it Everything seems like get.
2: the the crux here for him is that he particularly enjoys mowing that strip of lawn. I mean, I would I would be personally content to just let someone mow my shit, especially since it's like it's on the other side of the fence. There might be some logistical yes. things there where you got to get the mower through a gate or you got to go around you know i'm with you dude go to fucking town then again scott
0: we don't own our property scott maybe that's there's a difference there
2: bingo that might be it i don't know but i would say eric you have to decide how you know how much gratification and joy you get out of mowing that particular (laughs) strip of lawn uh i don't know there's definitely a middle ground maybe you is it possible that you keep up on that strip You know, you get to that before your neighbor, I would say try to try your damnedest to get to that particular strip of lawn before your neighbor does. Then maybe he or she or whoever it is, uh, you know, can tell. All right. Well, this is no longer my concern. This is a well-maintained strip of grass and uh, everyone's happy. No,
1: here's the thing here's the thing if you weren't doing it right to begin with that's why they're that's why they're mowing it for yeah, you yeah you should first um, off listen to they, luke on they this have, he knows a lot have, about this stuff so luke's have, the expert here yeah they have higher standards than you do so they're like <laughs> they're like uh oh, this is overgrowing and they're gonna do it and maybe you've got one of those fucking assholes that likes to like mow his lawn every fucking day and that might be the guy that you live next to. Unfortunately, that happens. It could be. Maybe go over likes, to
0: him, Luke. Maybe go talk to him and say, look, you know, you got any weed, no. I need some weed because this is fucking depressing.
1: I mean, and you guys could bond over the yeah. depressing state yeah. of being it, an American in this country. The, yeah. The exact way to deal with this is just be like, listen, I got this. Uh, if you feel like I'm letting this go out of hand, knock on my door and talk to me. But I got this. I don't <laughs> want this to be your problem. It's not your problem. It's my problem. I will do it. But you got to fucking do it. And I know that Eric has like a, he's got a family and he's got like a new one and all that. And so he's got a lot of shit he's got to deal with. So I it you maybe he place. doesn't quite get there. Now, at that point, maybe you go over and say like, hey, listen, we got a newborn. Uh, We got a one-year-old, we got a two-year-old, whatever it is. If you're willing to do this little strip, I I'm more than happy to let you do it. And thank you for doing it. This—it's always about like, hey, thank you for doing this. I can do it myself, but you don't have to. This doesn't have to be awkward or weird. I don't understand why that has to be awkward or weird. You just—just just go over and talk to your neighbor and like uh, develop a relationship and have have a really simple conversation. You don't it's understand. You know exactly why
0: it is that way. Don't don't play dumb. No, Wait, not, hold on. What?
1: Why is it that way? Both you motherfuckers. No, but I don't. I don't understand it's why Eric this
0: is around. a problem. Because you know who Eric is. You know no, how I
1: know he. he is. I know he's concerned. Well, I know he's a you concerned. Know,
3: he's but a he's concerned not you. He You're
1: the guy cares.
0: who will do that. He's, not, Yeah, but he won't do that. He he doesn't he engage of people he will. like that. Of no, he, he won't. No, he wouldn't. See, okay, we'll this disagree on this. Thing. Makes,
1: I, this is a guy that makes movies. Like, he's got bravery. That's that different. I don't That's much different than talking
0: to a neighbor or a human being. In a, see, in a movie, Look, see it through this prism, okay? okay. In a movie, right. it's a set with lines, and he is expected to talk. He knows his role and what he's supposed to do. He's like, okay, I'm supposed to be doing this, and everyone is approved of it because I'm here to do this role. That <laughs> is how that goes. Now, when he's in his house... He doesn't know what the rules are or what the expectations are. So for him, it's terrifying to even talk to his neighbor and be like, because it doesn't make sense to his brain that way. That's how I see it. I know Eric pretty well, known him a long time. And Eric, let me know if I'm wrong on this at all. But I feel like since it's not clear what is exactly expected of you, you don't know what to do. And that's why it's difficult.
1: Yeah, Here's what I said to Kristen a little while back because she was talking about, and, and I know we have to, we have to run pretty soon. Um, what I said to Kristen a, a little while back is that so many people will will talk about how they're supposed to handle these types of situations. I always look at it like this. Somebody is walking down the hallway and their books get like knocked out of their hands or they drop something that at that moment, you just, just trust your instinct immediately and say, like, this is the right thing to do. I have to help them. And don't acknowledge any other fucking weird, uh, weird fucking terrible instinct you've got to, to wander away because you're too afraid to fucking be involved in somebody else's, in somebody else's crisis or in somebody else's issue. Get on the ground, grab their fucking papers, help them out. They're a person just like you, just like yeah. everybody else trying to fucking make it in this world. And, like, just respond to that immediate gut instinct. Now, if your gut instinct is that you should abandon everybody and, like, not give a fuck. Go <laughs> kick the person while someone, they're
2: picking up their papers. Yeah. Maybe that's just something about you.
1: Then. Them, well, that's you. That That's you and you're a fucking asshole. So go ahead and be that person, too. But, like, just... Just respond to that gut instinct that says be do the right fucking thing. Do the right thing. Get on your fucking knees and help somebody out. You know and why like, people that's the don't same like liberals? Thing that he's dealing with right here. Like, this is silly. Like it's silly because it's. I feel like it's so easy to resolve. Of course you do, and I agree. Unless, it would unless be the person you're talking to, unless the person you're talking to is entirely unreasonable and strange. Maybe but if they this. want it, but yeah. and if they, if you get to that are point, are you threatening if, me, Dick? If you get to that way. point and that person tells you, like, uh, no, you don't, like, cut this right, like, like, fine, fuck it, cut this whole thing, cut my whole fucking yard, I don't give a flying fuck about you or whatever the fuck, because <laughs> all you give a shit is about maintenance, all you care about is about maintaining <laughs> your fucking yard, I'm guessing you had a really, really healthy fucking, uh, you know, employment situation for like 20 years where you that worked in good. middle management and now you can own an apartment. So cool. Good for you. Fuck okay. off. If you want to do it, go for it. But really that should not be a fucking problem.
0: Okay. We got to end it there. Cause we got to play our song. And get out of here. Cause I was able to extend our time to four 30 for the next show. I remember, We were supposed to be at four. So we're already way over. Uh, I've got the song. I heard this song in the car. Thanks again. By the way, guys, is it safe talk show. We love doing the show. Thank you everybody. Just, every time I do the show, I have a blast. It's so much fun. We can talk about anything. We can do whatever we want. You guys make it better with your emails. So keep them coming. By the way, Brian, we haven't heard <laughs> from awesome. you in a while, Brian. I don't know if you're out there enjoying the summer or what, but just check in with us, Brian. Send us an email. Let us know that you're out there still, have okay? to text them. Yeah. Um, so I heard this song and you know, it's 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 a song by a band that you would all know, but I hadn't heard it in forever and I didn't know it was by them. So we're going to go with uh, some Moody Blues Mm. and ride my
1: seesaw. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Love you.